Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Blood, Sweat, and Fears podcast. I am joined once again by my beautiful co-host, uh, Ken from the Barbie movie. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. I have vowed to myself that I'm not going to mention the human centipede. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> you fucking done it. You know, you know uh, I mentioned this in the last episode, but I love that I'm clearly becoming an influence on you, Alan. Like, that last episode that we definitely didn't just finish 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, joining us today, we have an incredible guest. Uh, he's the host of the Straight White Whale podcast. Uh, you know him for his Bobby from Scott Squad and for doing the Funny Bunch around... Uh, got a new venue we'll figure that out later but uh please welcome to the show mr darren connell yay thank you very much for having us guys i, I feel like i should have blonde hair <laughs> kind of you would suit it i reckon actually yeah. thank you very much you yeah. are looking very cool i must i must say yeah I'm, I'm going for like the kurt cobain you're going for the ken i suppose you would be the ken as well actually if you've got similar hair. yeah i'm like ken's uncle <laughs> ben <laughs> <laughs> I've just done 30 years <laughs> and I'm out and I'm hungry. That's get really fucking dark there, isn't it? <laughs> and your nephew's what? a spider-themed superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Pennywise. I come every 30 years. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really chuffed to have you on because uh, anytime we've mentioned like getting guests for the show, your names always come up. Like uh, We know you're like a big movie fan, a big horror guy. So uh, when you sent me the uh, options for what movie you wanted to do, I did not expect this to come up, which is why I've chosen it. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, so uh, just a bit more of that. Where did you like sort of get the love for this kind of movie? So what kind of film did you think I was going to send you? <laughs> I would, you know what? I was honestly expecting something, because I know you're a big horror fan. I was expecting something along the lines of like, I don't know, The Exorcist or like one of the classics or something like yeah. that. But you sent me like, uh, I think it was this, uh, the Tim Curry It and uh, It Follows. I'm like, these are all not what I expected. And I yeah. fucking love it. Well, I would say I watched it for the first time during lockdown where... For the first year of lockdown, I was like, I'm going to watch a movie, one movie a day, and mm -hmm. I'll try to go down the kind of list of movies that mm -hmm. I've never seen. I mean, I watch a movie every day anyway. I don't even know why I said lockdown. <laughs> but um, Colour Clowns from Outer Space was always a film that i seen on these lists of, like, you know, much-loved kind of retro horror classics. And I remember watching it for the first time during lockdown. And, you know, everyone says they've got a guilty pleasure or mm -hmm. it's a shit movie that everybody loves. I did not think it was shit. No, I, I really, really enjoyed really it. That really surprised me. I thought this was really good. Like, the pace is just constant and it's constantly funny and there's something interesting happening. It's, yeah, I expected it to be shit. No offense. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I was expecting, like, a sort of, like... Um, you know, like those movies from the 50s and the 60s where it's like Attack of the 50-Foot Cheerleader or something yeah. like that. I was expecting something along the line of that. And it is that. Like, it knows exactly what it is. It's complete bonkers batshit fun. But like the, the practical effects, the uh, mm. way the story's structured, like, and it being genuinely funny. Like, it was a nice big surprise. Like, and I looked into this, like, I expected there to this to be like a franchise. There have been no sequels to this. There's been a talks of a remake and like a TV series, but yeah, I just know if they did that, they would make the uh, it wouldn't be rubber suits. It would be something like uh, like how Pennywise looks in like the new It or something like that, mm. and it would kind of lose something that it has. This is, this is a movie I think it could only have come out in like the late eighties. I yeah. totally forgot to look into it, but I think there's a video game as well. 
It was listed on the Microsoft Store, but it was like not Is it available. like one of those SENS kind of There games? was no pictures of it. Yeah. I'd... I seen that, that it might still be coming out. And the budget was $1.8 and it got a $43 in the box office. Oof. So that's, that is a stone cold classic. Uh, and it was a bunch of brothers that made it as well. I never knew that. And they were all like, they've had cool lives. They're all puppeteers. They all worked on, um, what's that South Park one called again? Uh, Team America. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Place, yeah. So they've had a pretty cool um, career. Because oh, like I know the eighties was like quite big for that kind of like sort of puppeteering stuff. You know, you get the Jim Henson was like kind of the big guy around then. It's like to take that into a horror place is like it's something that I miss for modern day horror. I miss the use of like a lot of animatronics and like puppetry and stuff like Were that. The clones in this all puppets? I th- no, I think they're just guys in rubber suits. But there could the be some moves. shots where it's like animatronics. So like the big fucking clown at the end is definitely yeah, he an was animatronic. A yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happened with Team America, some of that stuff. So it's like old school kind of night before, you know, like, what is it, Nightmare Before Christmas and stuff? Like yeah, that, that stop that, motion kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, Imagine watching it full of acid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's definitely one of those things where I felt like um, I, it, 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 you know, like how you can watch Donnie Darko completely mm-hmm. sober and it makes you feel like you're high. Mm-hmm. I imagine this would be a similar thing. Like I was watching this yesterday, and my mum walks into the living room. And she thought, "Have you fucking taken something? Like what's?" <laughs> yeah, it's. But it's um. So I'm... like the opening of it. Have you have you guys ever played this video game actually called Destroy All Humans? A wee bit. It straight up reminded me of the tone of that. Like the whole uh, oh, there's a big bug-eyed alien and this very obvious kind of Texan farmer guy looking around, <laughs> like. And of course, like he's going to end up being the first victim. But uh, shout out to the dog. You know, it's the first dog death on one of our episodes. Or is it? Because they just take it. We don't see it dying. And there is also the balloon dog. I'm, I'm pretty sure that gets ripped up, doesn't it? It does, pretty bastard. Yeah, like uh, first dog death on Blood, Sweat, and Fear is like uh, I expect didn't expect it to come this soon. Did not expect it in this movie, to be honest. Like, uh, I don't know how you feel. Like those, like I'm a big horror fan, but like those kind of things do kind of like it's got like a different kind of upsetting factor to it like it's one of those where i'll see something like that and i'll immediately go and hug my dog well rose mcgowan died in scream and sean thought she was a dog (laughs) 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 yeah man but it's like uh so the design of the clowns themselves like it's so it's a weird kind of like sort of funhouse element to them that I really mm. fucking like. Is that right? Do you have a favorite clown of the clowns? Yeah, mm. I like the one that punched the guy's head off. That's my favorite one as well. <laughs> yeah. but I imagine they must have had a little person in that costume. Mm. Must have been, yeah. Like, and is, is this before or after Jason takes Manhattan? Because that's a very similar death. Yeah, I have no idea. I think I was like mid eighties, so it's probably around the same time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that was. What, I know we're not doing the favorite kill yet, but that was one of my favorite ones. Oh, definitely. But this is like the. I always write down the deaths in the films, and this is by far the longest one that I've had. <laughs> like, just because there's so many fucking deaths in it, but so many of them are quite generic, where they're just kind of like you know killed with like a ray and turned into like cotton candy. But yeah, the cotton candy <laughs> was a weird choice. Like, uh, 
I mean, I don't buy it anyway because it's disgusting, but like mm. the idea of like taking that sort of circus thing and turning it into something horrific, that's it's pretty nightmarish. Like, uh, no, Darren, did you enjoy the circus when you were young? Like, <laughs> Do you know, I actually had a, a genuine fear of clowns when I was younger, and it was because I watched it, the TV series, Aye. and it just haunted my dreams for years. And, um, but the fear of clowns has kind of left me. And even if I was scared, I don't think I would be scared of the clowns and uh, color clowns. Yeah. But when I was a child, uh, I used to close my eyes at night and see Pennywise in my <laughs> dreams because my brother shouted me into the room once and he's like, watch five minutes of this. And it fucked up my my entire childhood. Was it, the, was it the sewer scene where it's like you cut to that like sort of freeze frame of him looking up in the darkness? It was the book. See when he walks into the room and the book opens and his wee brother winks. Oh, that's fucking creepy. Yeah, I've not seen the nineties in ages, but like I remember that. Like, it did freak me out in a different way because, like, I'm a big Stephen King fan, so I I do prefer the Bill Skarsgård Pennywise because it's more mm. like a monster, whereas Tim Curry's more like a human kind of clown. But they're both equally scary in their own way, I guess. Like, did, did, do you find the clowns in this scary at all? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a similar hairstyle to you, though, Alan. Not gonna You're what they fucking talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I didn't find them scary. I find them oddly lovable, actually. Yeah. There's, well, there's also a character in this that you do not find lovable. But they got this guy from like fucking Dirty Harry or something. The fucking main officer in it. Yeah. Is oh, the money. biggest dick I have ever seen in any horror film. And that includes fucking Stu Marker and Billy from Scream as well. <laughs> like they're lovable rogues compared to this guy. John Vernon. Yeah. Is that the, that's the actor's name? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. A great voice. Mm hmm. But a fucking awful human being as a character. Yeah. But your typical kind of b-side actor guy that sounds like i think his voice would be great in like a a soda pop commercial or something <laughs> like i thought they killed him off too early spectacular yeah. death though oh yeah when the con's like using him as like a fucking puppet yeah it's really fucking cool yeah yeah uh, so have like, you ever seen it before before. No, that's the first time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So see, I think it came out in 1989. Were you born then? Uh, no, I'm a 96 kid. 1996? Mm -hmm. oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Do I look older or yes. younger? Like... <laughs> it's, no, it's just, you know, I was... So how old were you when you watched it? For the oh, first you said, time. You said you were... Locked out. I was born in 87, but yeah. In 96, man, I had a job then. I had a mortgage and everything. <laughs> no, I was sitting watching it in '96. Fucked on your paper round. Like, <laughs> did you watch a lot of horror films as a kid? I, I, I've always loved movies mm. when I was a kid as well, and I think I kind of watching uh, it kind of made me stay away from horror. But then as I was getting older, like 10, 11, 12, I started watching Predator, Alien, and that got me back into mm -hmm. to horror. Did you find it like... Because I remember I, I was the same. My mum would sleep and I would watch it on TV. Um, like Nightmare on Elm Street 3 was one of the first ones I saw, that kind of puppet. Have you seen it? Yes. That puppet scene where he pulls like his tendons out and he's oh, using yeah. as a puppet yeah that one terrified me but like i found that that made me want to kind of keep going back 
and I'm kind of glad that I did, even though it did keep me awake a lot of the time, because just being a kid with a shitty CRT TV watching horror, there was something just so unreal about it that I can't, I can't get scared like that by films anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For for me, it was Jaws. Like I, I watched that when I was eight, and my parents <laughs> like would, I would take movies like super seriously. So we would go swimming a lot, and I'd be constantly like grabbing people like on rafts, like trying to get them out, <laughs> yelling shark. Didn't let me come back to the swimming pools after that, but like. Uh, <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like uh, horror films, like if you watch them too young, they do have that kind of like long standing effect on you. Mm. Like, uh, so uh, you, you got over like your fear of clowns and stuff like that. Did, <laughs> yeah. Was there any like other horror that you watched around that time, like uh, that did stick with you? It's, I can't believe I forgot about um, Nightmare on Elm Street mm. because that was another one that scared us. Like, I was scared mm. to go to sleep and stuff. Mm. Uh, but I remember that one well. Uh, the guy's name was Joey. Remember the nurse? She was like, do you like my body, Joey? That was the first time I've ever seen <laughs> That's Lawrence naked... Fishburne, isn't it? What? Is that Lawrence Fishburne? The sexy nurse? I know he's in Nightmare on Elm Street 3, isn't he? <laughs> I, I, he never got his tits out, though. <laughs> and all the worst I remember it. being 11 and seeing that, the nurse take her top off, and I was like, pause. <laughs> uh... I forgot what you asked me there. What did you ask me? <laughs> oh, what was the like? Uh, was there any horror that stuck with you when you were younger that was outside of clowns and that? Yes. Do you know the name escapes me? Actually, it's I don't. Are you is your knowledge of movies pretty good? His is. Yeah. So it's about a poltergeist that essentially sexually abuses a woman. I think it's yeah. called the entity. Maybe. Oof. I think I know of something like this. Like uh, it's either that or it, does it have Sam Neill in it by any chance? Do you know? What? I think I could maybe find it on my phone. Uh, I think there's a movie like that, but it's called Possession, and it's like playing with that kind of idea. I don't know of something just called the Entity though. Like that's that escapes me. I think it is called the Entity, and there's a massive the the actress in it is outstanding. But it was one of those ones. Um, I was just flicking through the channels one night and she was in the bath and it just right into your brain it just haunts you there was like a crucifix on the wall and then the bathroom door shuts and yeah that was pretty freaky uh <laughs> watching somebody get shagged off a ghost when i was free like <laughs> 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 one other i'm a comedian and i'm fucked but i'm glad that my first ghost movie experience was was casper like <laughs> I'm curious how would that how that would work on screen? Do you just see like the hole opening and shutting by itself? <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, like, oh, that's awful wide. That's got to be a ghost fist. <laughs> It'd probably just be like uh, they film it to look sort of like it's see through or something like that. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but <laughs> it is called the Entity. Oh, there you well, go. That's something that I'm going to get on the list then. And um, cracking shagging scenes on it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out there. Any between guys? Because uh, we're both gay. So, like, oh, really? <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you gay? I had no idea. There's ghost cock in it. Yes. There you go. Hashtag ghost cock. <laughs> <laughs> I've had lots of ghosts on Grinder. Fucking hell, Alan. Mm. <laughs> One of them only showed me his torso, then disappeared. I called him the early headless prick. <laughs> I love hearing your grinder stories. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, you found it. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's all watch it together <laughs> and then have a fucking orgy. Fuck it. Go swank. <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, I'd be the only person that would scare away the ghost. I'd be like, please don't. <laughs> please don't shag me. <laughs> the ghost is like, fuck this, man. But what if the ghost is like really into that? <laughs> you're a handsome guy darren like thank you very much <laughs> flattered shut that door paul <laughs> it, it locks for the outside <laughs> i've no prepared i might have to rename it the brown room <laughs> completely forgotten where we were in the movie <laughs> i think i was going to mention the fucking uh size of the other officer there's a sexy police officer mr blonde police officer I don't know what his actual name is, but he exists to just be the sexy blonde police officer. Yeah, I remember that handcuffing scene. Of course you fucking do. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lots of gay vibes in horror movies, man. Well, yeah, this is a thing, like, um, obviously not for all horror fans, because, like, uh, Darren, you're living proof of that, but, like, a lot of people that I think grow up with horror turn out to be gay. And there is a big gay energy, especially in a lot yeah, of, like, why. 90s and uh, 80s horror stuff. Why? I don't know why, because like I've seen people like draw comparisons between like uh, the final girl experience and like a queer experience, and it will be stuff like oh the monsters always coming to get them, but like eventually you because you're aware of that like you end up defeating the monster. Like there's a lot of like smarter people who have written essays and stuff and like on that. I'm not the person to talk about it, but uh, I don't know. It could be a reason why I was drawn to horror. Maybe <laughs> all the hot men. Yeah. What do you there's think? Has horror ever made you? Want to get with a guy, Darren? Well, I have had a wank to Freddy Krueger, and <laughs> it wasn't the time that I paused the TV. Was it Robert England or Jack Earl Haley? England. All right, good. Yeah. So I think I've probably had gay experiences in my life. With it was flaccid as well. I don't know why I'm, <laughs> but I still wanked. You know what I mean? I'm not digging myself in a hole. I'm just telling you the experience that I had a flaccid wank to Robert England, Freddy Krueger. If you want extra authenticity, you could put like some bacon in a sock so it feels like you're fucking. <laughs> I should take that on dragons then. Yeah, but what a Freddy Krueger flashlight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they need to fucking re-energize the interest in that IP and get a new movie out, so... Yeah, it could be the way. Great. Yeah, <laughs> just, the trailers just someday like have a... <laughs> <laughs> It's just like it's like that scene with Nancy with the fucking glove coming up, but it's the flashlight. Oh. <laughs> or but just one of those big rubber fists. Oh Jesus. <laughs> oh. There's one called the Belladonna Bitch Fist. I think wow. you've learned something today. Yeah. Uh, Every day is a school day. So killer clowns from outer space. Yes. Um, Spelt with a K because this is in the Mortal Kombat universe. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I would actually, they've brought a lot of horror characters into Mortal Kombat. Bring the killer clowns into it. Like <laughs> you had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fucking get the whole gang of clowns in there. I'd quite like to see the fatalities. It would just, they'd all be popping the nose. That'd be the fatality. Like that's the weirdest way I've seen to kill a horror monster by popping its nose. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty smart, actually. I quite like that. See, because I don't know what it's like. Is that a reference to clowns or something? Like, it, oh, yeah, it just they all have big red me. noses, don't they? I know why they have big red noses, but it just confused me. as like, that's the way you kill them. Like, that would make it a much shorter movie. <laughs> yeah. Did he have a big red nose? He must have done, I've yeah. I've seen it in a while. It, 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 I think he had a red nose, but it wasn't like a fake cartoonish red one. Oh, okay. 
not like comic relief. Yeah. 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 The the clown that looks like Ronald McDonald. I can't remember it. I don't know if they have names for the other clowns, but like the big. It seemed like it was the leader, or something. It going into no, not the end. Like uh, like the leader, like who's going outside. Like the the. I think it's like the first one you see. Okay. And like the it's something about practical effects that i just find a lot scarier because if that had been like done by cgi or mocap you can sort of i think the the human brain has a way of telling when something's not there mm. it's like it's why you could never do like another jaws movie nowadays because a cgi shark is not going to be as frightening as like a big as much as people say the shark in jaws looks fake it being there and being a physical present makes it more mm. frightening than if it was a cgi thing yeah it's mm. uh, like uh but just like with the ray guns and stuff like that, mm-hmm. taking that just something that is normally really silly and turning it into something scary. And like, I've, I've found circuses scary anyway. Like mm. circuses are fucking terrifying. So managing to take that and morph it with this sort of B-movie thing, it's it's really, really effective. The guns look like something called an ovipositor. Oh, what's which that? Which is something that women can use to plant eggs inside themselves. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to write the sequel for this, Alan? Like, Maybe. Or you know how you you know how like serial killers love horror movies mm-hmm. before they commit a crime. Yeah. Me? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what part I found quite scary? I, I know it's just a child, so her acting wasn't that good. But see, when she was the small girl was sitting in the restaurant aye, and aye. the clown was outside mm-hmm. and the clown was waving and she was waving back at the clown, I found that quite freaky. Aye, that is one of the more creepier ones. That's like Georgie and It kind of level, kind of creepy. No, I don't know. That we last, it was scary. I was kind of like, I just get outside. Just eat her. No, Georgie was cute and wholesome and she was just like, get to fuck. Nah. She wasn't eating her burger. Shut up. Yeah, it could have been a burger could have been cold let's not criticize to be lassie there's <laughs> gonna have been pickles in it like kid, try, you ever yeah. see get a kid to eat a pickle and a hamburger it's fucking hard my little cousin gives me grief for it every fucking time <laughs> i wonder what she's up to now because she's probably 46 or something oh I, yeah this is probably her claim to fame or we find out that she's like sharon stone well i did actually find <laughs> this is it's it's not related to this but it's a similar scene you know the wee girl at the beginning of the tim curry it found out recently like uh, and we will cover this later on once we get like kyle back in you know the uh lassies in final destination 3 who get burned in the tanning bed it's the same girl oh wow <laughs> from this and yeah, oh, no 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 from uh, oh. from it yeah but oh, it's right, a similar okay. yeah. thing like this is i'm autistic this is where my mind fucking goes <laughs> yeah like it's a fucking scatter brain no that's um, all right you've got autism yes awesome i don't know why i said awesome <laughs> It's, it's, it's a good thing. Awesome. I was assessed for autism, but they told me I had too many pals. And I was too friendly. It's like, and I wrote like four pages of like fucked up stuff that I've done. And they're just like, no, you're just a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> Thanks for that Glasgow autism team. I reckon like 90% of the Scottish comedy scene has autism, ADD, or some kind of neurodiverse thing. Yeah. Mm like the the what the ten percent that don't have it are in England. Like <laughs> Aye. <laughs> Yeah. I went on an assessment for ADHD, but I think they misplaced my fucking papers, which is very fitting <laughs> for an ADHD assessment team. <laughs> so uh, 
Uh-huh. Uh, go on, go on. Yeah. No, I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> it's a film. Oh, one of my like favorite deaths in this, and it's it's a death that I, I've seen a lot of horror movies, guys. I have never seen one tell. where it's death by pie. That was. I mean, that's some way to go, man. Yeah. Cream pie to death. <laughs> How did I know heaven. you were going to take it that way? <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, and the guy's reaction to it, like right before, is like, "What are you gonna do with those pies?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the cheesy kind of borderline shitty acting made it really fun as well. Uh, well, yeah, because like, could you imagine an elevated horror version of this movie? <laughs> like, yeah, it's shot by like Jordan Peele or something. Do you know that would be an amazing if he remade that? I think it would be incredible. Well, this film is very progressive already because, like, a black character shows up after white people have already died. Ahead of this time. Hi. <laughs> Does the black character die? I can't remember. No. Okay, his good. His friend gets his head punched off by a midget. I mean, little person. <laughs> you want to say that again? <laughs> midget? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we'll keep that in. Let's, uh, um... So, uh, so Darren, where would you, in terms of like the kind of horror you enjoy, where does this kind of sit for you? Like, is it just something you'd put on for like a sort of Saturday night or is like something you'd see as like a genuinely good piece of like horror filmmaking? I think if, if it was on a list of top 100, I think it would be in there. Uh, scary. I don't know if it's scary. Um, and it's not kind of on my first recommendation. I love things like, like, hereditary. Is it called hereditary? Mm. Yeah. Like that's my type of stuff. Genuine a, scary. A head gets punched off in that as well. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very very scary stuff. There's a great film. I can't remember what it's called. Story of my fucking life. It's about a cult as well. I'll try and find it when you are talking. Right. I like that type of stuff, but. I like it visually, like, I don't know what the term is, but see when you watch, like, see when the farmer was walking towards the circus, Mm -hmm. I think the colour of it was stunning. Aye. Mm. There's something about it that is not in modern day cinema anymore. Yeah. And I don't know if it's got to do with the puppetry or whatever it is, but it's just visually, like, really nice to look at. I love the colours. Like Mandy, have you ever seen Mandy? Yeah, that's like fucking great. Mental, mental film, and sometimes I don't enjoy it if I'm not in the right headspace. But visually, I just love the colours of it and like all that stuff. So that's why I I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, same kind of thing with like. Uh, have you seen Suspiria? Yes. Yeah, the colour of that being like sort of a demented like Disney movie. It's it. it people underestimate like the use of colours in horror. Like I've I don't see it quite a lot because often they're working on like. Uh, the pure black lighting and the like shadows and things like that when you add color to a horror film and it works it's more it's way more memorable like, oh, the inside of the tent looked fucking fantastic <laughs> a lot of that candy floss and the popcorn yeah there. i've never seen popcorn move in a horror film either that is uh i thought it was going to be that they turned the people into popcorn i didn't think that it was going to be they were alien babies no because they, they, turn, they turn the people into candy floss don't they yeah they turn the people into candy floss and then drink them through silly straws yeah, it's like, this is like sort of like a, it's like a child's worst nightmare, this mm. kind of thing. Like it's, you know, it's the McDonald's playpen, like from hell, essentially. 
Wasn't there something about apparently Ronald McDonald House was killing kids? I'm sure that's a thing somewhere. Like it's probably a creepy pasta or like a conspiracy theory or something. I hope it's true. So did you find it? <laughs> no, I'm like pure into you talking about Ronald McDonald eating babies. I'm like that. I'd watch that film. I don't know if it was always. I had a massive McDonald's before we recorded the Tusk episode, and I was so sick, and I was like trying to make it not obvious. Well, yeah, because like uh, it, when we were talking about the subject matter of Tusk, you did look like you wanted to heave. That's true, <laughs> Mister Warren. What did you get for McDonald's that made you feel sick? Too much. <laughs> Far too much. Did you eat the I was, toy? I did not eat the toy. <laughs> Do they still sell toys at McDonald's? Not the kind I enjoy. What? That was a dildo joke. <laughs> like I, not that I would go and get them, but I haven't seen toys at McDonald's in years. I think they do. They also used to sell these like little um, spoons you could use to like stir your coffee with, but people started doing cocaine off them, the, so they stopped doing them. Who the fact that McDonald's has coffee irritates me. Who the fuck's going to McDonald's for coffee? Do you know. drink coffee? I do, yeah, but not from McDonald's. Have you ever had a coffee from McDonald's? No, I'm a Nescafe guy. You'll change. I guarantee you, you'll change that opinion after you have a coffee from McDonald's. We'll find this out in the next episode. We'll see if Darren's changed my life. <laughs> We're just gonna bring in a fucking coffee from McDonald's the next time we record. I can't. F I can't multitask. I'm trying to find that movie and talk to you. I can't. The Village. It. Not the Village. No, no. It's a horror film about a cult. Uh, is it? Is it Midsummer? Because he's the same guy. That no, no, it's not popular. It's quite niche. It's about mm. a guy that's an after dinner speaker, and um this kind of religion goes to to watch him do a show and he is he stealing a lot of jokes from circuit acts like it does here <laughs> oh is that a wee dig oh no 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 it's just something i saw on the scottish comedy forum a while ago that i thought was hilarious all oh, right okay <laughs> oh, i thought you were talking about a specific comedian who no no apparently... a lot of jokes from oh, no, I'll, I'll, fuck it, I'll name him i think his name was like bill copeland or some shit some after dinner speaker who was apparently taking a lot of like big jokes from like cmb and nelson yeah and i all think that. he's a football guy yeah. I'm sure he is. Who could you, Bill? And these are people who are like making like 10 grand and stuff off these after dinner speaking yeah. roles. I was like, fucking scum. Wow. Man. They're never coming on this podcast. No. <laughs> but to be fair, I don't think you would need to. But yeah, fuck you. <laughs> a dick. Nah, we only get fucking good guests on this. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, it is going to cost you a lot of money, but <laughs> I still appreciate it. How about a McDonald's coffee? Yes. <laughs> deal <laughs> and let's eat mcdonald's toys together <laughs> after an orgy after you watch a ghost shag me oh <laughs> dad <laughs> jesus christ oh man like um it's uh the sort of setup with this as well i love how so you're just moving on for that I'm, <laughs> this is what i do on that's the very very impressive <laughs> they call him deed no time for incest burn it's like um <laughs> I, i've had like six years experience in doing podcasting i'm very well trained in doing this kind of stuff really? but yeah yeah i just used to do movie podcasts uh ages ago that i think it's still going on but it's a different host now because i'm doing comedy but i used to host one called it's a wonderful podcast with my pal morgan from manchester where we'd only talk about movies from like pre-1960 and it just got too much to balance with comedy but there's loads of that on there and but it's under my other pseudonym as we discussed in the last episode so nolan uh, dean 
Yeah, because I didn't want to use my real name. I don't know if you know what my stage name was before, Darren, but... <laughs> the Glasgow Kid. Was it? Yeah. He's That's not... like a really shit wrestler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although he lives in Renfrew and grew up in Dubai. So... You kind of look like a wrestler as well, by the way. Yeah. Like... Uh, I, that's that stopped wrestling though <laughs> I always thought you kind of looked like if Beetlejuice had a kid with Pat Butcher <laughs> I'm noting all these down because I need new appearance gags <laughs> you know like... exactly. <laughs> uh, but no like no nah, the whole story behind that is I called myself the Glasgow kid because I was afraid of being myself on stage and then just before Fringe I got rid of it and it was a lot better because I could talk about stuff that was actually happening in my life it's oh, not it's like, not it's not a funny story like when i go into why i called by it that's sad it's i know but like you fucking you mention it every episode and, and if you bombed you'd be the glasgow skid jesus christ <laughs> if you're average you'd be the glasgow mid yeah we've been through this yeah have you got, have you got any others or <laughs> no i'll think of some all right, let's go if back. If you were on a yogurt, you'd be the Glasgow lead. Okay, go on. All right, the Glasgow killer clans from outer space. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> King of segways here, man. They but, were going to call it the crazy killer clans from outer space, but they didn't want to start the abbreviation with three Ks. <laughs> that would not have been progressive. Nah. Um, oh. Do you? Are you autistic as well? I thought I was. After this episode, <laughs> I'm thinking he might be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, your, your brain's wired differently. <laughs> In a good way, though. Thanks. I think this is good fun. I'm I enjoying think, this. I think yeah. it's trauma. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Like, uh, see, when uh, I met, like, Jack Trainer and Kyle, like, when we started doing comedy, they slowly started getting more autistic from hanging out with me. <laughs> so maybe it's a... Maybe I'm contagious, is what I'm saying. You're like a horror hero. You're demasking people. <laughs> you're, you're cool. You're a cool dude. Oh, thanks, man. You give off good vibes. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. You give off cool vibes as well, Darren. Thank you. Funny bunch vibes. Fucking love that night. Thank you. <laughs> I'll get you in. Oh, class. Yeah. Uh, to work the door. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I did that. I did that for Mark Black after opening for him like six months ago. So I'm happy to do it, man. If I no, I'll get you in. I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, is there any other moments of this movie that stand out to you guys? It's like, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, honestly, with all the autism and wrestling comparisons. <laughs> <laughs> Still Mooney's death, you know. I've had lots of hands up my asses. No one ever made me talk. Oh, shit, yeah, that's the name of the fucking officer, right? His name's Mooney, yeah. Right. Although there is... So this is a thing that made me just, like, this made my brain go into overdrive. This is a very autistic moment, admittedly. But when um, they're saying, where would the clown hide in an amusement park? Now, if I was a clown, the amusement park is probably the last place I would hide because that's where everyone expects the clowns to be. You know, for the first episode, so, he gave our guest a bell, which he, he would then ring if he thought Dean was being very autistic. And right now, I really fucking need a bell. <laughs> <laughs> he does, man. Like, it's thinking outside the box yeah because like a, a, surely a clown would hide in a place where people don't think there's going to be clowns you know like when i'm i was going to say in a mcdonald's but fucking ronald <laughs> but, but they're not clowns they're aliens they're aliens that have taken on the form of have they taken on the form of clowns or they just look kind of like clowns i know it's a movie so it doesn't fucking matter like i don't we don't need to go into the deep dive tolkien lore of these people but 
form of clowns, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> but see, the thing is, I you know how you were saying it reminds me is nothing like. Have you ever seen Basket Case? Mm. Uh, no, I've not seen that. It's another classic horror movie that, if it was remade, I think would be amazing. Mm-hmm. It's about a, a brother that has a twin that's a freak that lives in a basket. And he, f- ironically, feeds at McDonald's. <laughs> uh, but it's like really cheesy shit acting, but it's a stone, it's an absolute cult classic. Does he eat the toys? <laughs> he eats a lot of things. He eats people's faces. Well, excellent. Yeah, so it kind of reminded me of the 80s classic horror movie, um, you know, that cost like a million pound to make. It got 50 million pound at the, the box office. I kind of miss that, but you don't really get that with horrors anymore. No, I mean, well, even like uh, some of the newer horror that you get now, it's always like a 10 million budget, which when you look at it compared to like the most popular films that get made, it still it still makes horror like a cheap thing to make and then get a great return on investment on. But uh, I don't know, I've always loved that about horror, that it's like, it's usually what you'll see a first time director doing because it's like cheap as hell to make and you get a great return on investment. Like I think the first saw cost something like a million to make and it made a hundred million mm. yeah so james wan's making fucking bank essentially it's always really annoying when you see like the shittest horror films like i think the devil inside if you remember that yes yeah mm. that got like a hundred million back after like a million budget and it was fucking terrible it didn't even have an ending it's because people will just go and watch a horror film, like especially if they're released in October. Like people are just going to be doing that. Yeah, for every good horror film, there is about ten absolute wank horror films. There is a really good one out just now, actually, and uh, they started out oh, yeah. similar to us. Actually, these guys were YouTube people just making like horror videos and stuff, and they've got this movie out now called Talk to Me. Yeah, which I've, seen, I've recently seen it. It's fucking incredible, and that only costs like I think one point one million to make. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, I reckon it's going to go like Saw numbers. Like, really? It's really fucking good. Hmm. Like one of the most unique takes on possession horror I've ever seen. Damn. It was good That's fun. It. I went mm-hmm. to see it. I went uh, to see it in the cinema. Yeah. Man, they were actually saying like, uh, you know how that Barbenheimer thing is like going around mm. now? Should just make it a triple bill with Talk to Me and called Talk to Barbenheimer. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You'd be there for like 16 hours, man. <laughs> I've, there's been times uh, at the cinema where I've done that when I think when Aquaman and Into the Spider-Verse released on the same day I was there for the whole fucking thing what is the most movies you guys have seen in a day in the cinema I think I've it must be between two to three no I've, I've definitely done a couple of doubles mm. but I can't remember if I've done three what about you six holy did- fuck yeah, I did uh, Glasgow Fright Fest uh, at last year's film festival and holy fuck, my ass was killing me. I could not feel a thing. Like, did the Friday, we had five films and then on the Saturday we had six. And it would always finish at like 1am when I couldn't get a single bus and you would just see the worst parts of Glasgow. Like, just casually seeing a guy walking down the street just vomit all over the pavement and just casually walk away. That's a regular Tuesday in Renfrew, Alan. Like, <laughs> thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was actually pretty good. Actually, the guy who there's a really good film coming out called Let the Wrong One In, which is like it's not the sequel to Let the Right One In, is it? No, but it is basically it's a parody of that. Basically, if it was set on an Irish council estate, <laughs> well, they're letting in the English, like 
one thing I liked about that film is you know how you watch a lot of Scottish films and the actors kind of talk like they're at a drama school. Mm. It will... You can just say they're from Edinburgh, <laughs> or it's like a Scottish person impersonating a Scottish person. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. yeah, like hello, I must go get my friend, and it's just it's really unnatural. Davy, what... I told you not to come down here. Aye, <laughs> have the McGills been in? No, but I, because they had quite thick Irish accents, I said to him, if you ever, because the director was there, I was like, did you ever feel like you had to kind of change the accents to make it more widely accessible? And because I asked the best question, I wanted Dawn of the Dead box set. So go me. Was, was it the original Dawn of the Dead? It was. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. the good one. Yes. Actually, the Snyder one's all right, I think. I don't know. It's been ages ago since I've seen it, but I watched a lot of zombie movies during COVID, so. I love how geeky this is. <laughs> it's made me feel... I don't know. I feel nice. It's a good escape. I think I, I could probably say this. I think I am the geekiest guy in Scottish comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I did have some, uh, actually, we have some questions from listeners on here that are vaguely the, related to this. What's the most films you've seen in a day? Most films I've seen in a day? Like mm. in, in the cinema? Or mm. just like, okay, in the cinema, it would probably be, I think it would be, it was five. It was a sort of, a, wow. it, was, it was a Spider-Man marathon of, uh, first three toby Maguire, and then the two andrew garfields right before uh, i think civil war came out okay i was there for fucking ages man uh, i'll tell you well do you remember the others with nicole kidman i didn't see it the name rings a bell yeah i seen that seven times during Jesus. summer holidays once by the seventh time i was talking to myself so <laughs> i was just bored <laughs> i think i think i've only seen film the most i've seen the same film in the cinema has maybe been four times yeah i think that was the place beyond the pines which is not a horror movie i enjoyed that it's very good but it's not a horror film that's a good film dane dehan is an underrated actor he is what about the man's do you ever watch when you watch a film you're like i'm gonna google his diet plan (laughs) uh who was the guy in it not the main guy see the guy he had an incredible fucking jawline it wasn't um Ryan Gosling. It wasn't him. It was Bradley the other Cooper? guy, Bradley Cooper. No, no, the guy that's in Star Trek. He's like the new start. That's it. He is a beautiful is man. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I was yeah. just sitting there like a fucking slob. Like <laughs> I'm gonna Google his jawline later on <laughs> with how to in brackets beside it. Now you're catching gay off me, Darren. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with what Kyle was wearing uh, our last episode, I think he's definitely catching some of that as well. <laughs> All those tattoos can't stop the gay man escaping his skin. <laughs> Sorry, Pierce. <laughs> yeah, go watch the roast of Silas Shabok. That's one Kyle of Kyle has jokes. a little tattoo of like a petal on his neck, but a lot of the time, like the shirt will kind of cover the bottom of it, so it does just look like a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I've got a picture of it actually. Maybe we could edit it in. There's a lot of brothels in this street as well, and I've never met Kyle before, so I was just like, oh, that's a guy walking out a brothel. <laughs> no, it's not. That's a comedian. Okay. I thought he was a pimp. Uh, well, uh... A crackhead pimp. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, this is going to... This will challenge us right here. So this question came in. I'm pretty sure it's from one of Alan's friends because oh, it's God. fucking ridiculous. And I feel like it could link to this, actually, because we talked about killer clowns from uh, wanting to get another uh movie later on what is your stupidest pitch for a horror film and does it involve vaginas uh, that's from your pal eugene i think 
No, but I did notice that when they turned a guy in the jail cell into cotton candy, they just kind of looked like a little clitoris in the corner. <laughs> not that I've seen one. Uh, you ever had a pitch for a horror film that was really no. stupid? And not about vaginas. I mean, I suppose that's... <laughs> It'd be very off-brand for you for to me. do that, to be honest. <laughs> Unless you were pitching, like, a, an, a new alien film. Like, they always say that monster's kind of got, like, a sexual nature to it. Plus, I've already made teeth. Oh, That'd be fuck. a true actor, though, if you did a film about vaginas. Because <laughs> if it was about cock, you'd just be cheating. <laughs> It'd be an easy shift. Easy shaft. Uh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> why am i getting hard man? <laughs> i think the stupidest pitch i ever did for a horror movie like this was way back when when i was doing like film stuff i think it was it actually did involve nicholas cage funny enough like because you mentioned mandy and we were on this like sort of um movie fights kind of thing debate with like a bunch of other nerds like uh no surprise there for me really but uh we had to pitch like a horror film that revitalized nick cage's career i think it was like before he had his whole like renaissance thing and i pitched like this kind of donnie darko-esque psychological thriller where nick cage is playing a professional wrestler stuck inside a steel cage match just going into his own head and the title of it was called caged for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> i would watch that plus that actually sounds better than some of the films that he's done i would fucking watch that man that sounds good i was like i was 17 and off my face on fucking red bull when i wrote it so uh <laughs> i don't know i might dig that script out <laughs> yeah but uh, you, you do a lot of writing yourself don't you i do i do a lot of comedy writing regarding my stand-up and recently i've kind of i've jotted down some ideas for horror and short movies and short scripts but I'm not that good a writer, to be honest. Um, I'm going through an ADHD test as well, oh. so I feel like I start off amazing, and mm. then I'm like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> so I've got like 10 movies that I've started that I'm five pages in, and I'll probably get back to it eventually. You but... could put all of them together, and it could just be like an anthology. <laughs> <laughs> just a clusterfuck. <laughs> just like a night terror. Um, Wreck yeah, was good. <laughs> I've got a couple of ideas for things. I, I love movies. I love Scottish horror as well. There's there's one that I watched a couple of years ago, ago called Monarch. That was a kind of low budget Scottish Graphing horror. Graphing that up. That sounds cool. That is, is it about the royal family? <laughs> it was about a, fa a family. In fact, yeah, kind of. There were inbreds, a family <laughs> that lived in the hills. <laughs> kind of like the, the royal family. <laughs> So yeah, I'd love to get into more writing, but yeah, my head's fried, man. I don't even have a fucking laptop or anything. So, well, if you got approached to like <laughs> just to just to bring it back to what we're talking about, if you got approached to do a new killer clowns movie, would you take it? One hundred percent. Set it in Scotland. It's just like I don't know what would fucking happen. I guess just this movie, but set in Sucky Hall Street. <laughs> a bunch of guys are back at a party flat after a night out. They all start taking drugs. They're in a high rise and the clowns invade the high rise and they're all out their tits and ecstasy and stuff <laughs> thinking that they're tripping. Killer clowns meets attack the block. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> Color clowns, Tron gate. <laughs> There's a McDonald's there. Great. Are we getting sponsored by McDonald's? No. No. I might try and eat the toys anyway. <laughs> it's probably better for you. Probably. 
Yeah. I just how fucking sick I was last time. Oh, that's probably the diabetes. Also, the fact that you had like three edibles on the train back the day before that probably did. didn't help. It didn't. I thought I'd try one. I thought, what harm will it do? Should clarify. I was like, do you know of the um, the Monkey Barrel uh, free for all comedy night? Yeah. So mm. we all did that one time, and then took edibles on the train. And you know that time when you, people think like they can write good stuff when they're intoxicated. <laughs> I tried to write some material during that, and all I could come up with it was being high would solve world hunger because it makes everything taste great. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You ever looked at your phone? Do you take notes in your phone? Yeah. So you ever just randomly look at your notes and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> but at the time, it's like, oh my God. Uh, funnily enough, yes. Uh, there's, a, there's a joke I do where it's about um, Spider-Man stuff. So I say like, uh, as a wee kid, I always wanted to be Spider-Man. I'm not heroic. I just fucking hated my uncle. <laughs> Usually gets a big laugh. <laughs> but I used to follow that up at the stand with, um, it's... You know, it's amazing that uh, the guy, Spider-Man's uncle, went on to invent rice, but makes sense when you think about it, because with great power comes great rice sponsor ability. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my when I God. wrote that, I thought I was a fucking genius. <laughs> and uh, it died on its arse at Red Raw, so I know never to use it again. Do you know, <laughs> do you know it's so cheesy. It did tickle me. It's so bad. It, it tickled me there, but aye, fuck it. What? <laughs> yeah because it got a hu- the first part of it the uncle ben thing got a huge laugh and then i thought yeah fuck yeah i'll go and i'll do this got the biggest groan i've ever had in my <laughs> fucking career like, i felt like a fraud going off stage. i was like yeah i might as well just walk off now i know i've been here for five for like three minutes but fuck it i'll end it there yeah i don't I do, do that joke anymore thankfully i do that for some of these podcasts because like again for tusk i had one done for the like antagonist and i just wrote white cosby and then for this, I've got mullet pedo. And I think that's the, the guy who was watching the um, puppet show. Yeah. The blonde yeah. mullet. And I thought it looked a bit oh, pedo. Oh, shit. Yeah. That, d- I'll give you that one. Yeah. Yeah. Mullet pedo. That's not his character's name, but like. That'd be a good horror movie. Mullet, mullet pedo. pedo. Jack Trainer, we might have a horror <laughs> film for you in the works. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> mullet pedo. <laughs> <laughs> what's the film about he's just a pedo with a mullet yeah Paul what time are we on uh, 50 minutes 50 minutes okay cool alright um, Alan I know you didn't have any true or falses could we potentially make some up on the spot no <laughs> you discuss it maybe well, do no, we have any more I, did, I did see some um, stuff about this um that did surprise me like the guy who um was making it was mostly inspired i think he was like someone did a video essay on killer clowns and it was like uh the idea that this kind of represents like uh i don't know it, it was meant to like represent something some war thing apparently like you know new people coming to like a secluded town and fucking things up but taking it to the most ridiculous level possible that like oh yeah invasion of the body snatchers that's what i was getting Mm. at yeah it was like it was as if someone saw invasion of the body snatchers and thought let's make this as ridiculous as possible Mm. and see if we can make it more frightening and it does have that kind of body snatchers feel Mm. to it so um 
I don't know where I was going with this, but fuck it, yeah. No, here I get it. I mean, it wasn't. A, it was like four people that wrote it, though, wasn't it? They were all brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm dyslexic, so I can't even fucking read my own writing. <laughs> Chai Chaiodo. Ah, Chiodo. That sounded. Like, I, I thought it was. I thought it was going to be Japanese. No. <laughs> Hi. That's just my dyslexia. Um, Stephen, Charles, and Edward. I mean, it's not the the concept is not the most original thing, no. but the fact that they kind of make it clowns and stuff makes it unique. I think. Yeah. Well, I, th- I find that with a lot of originality in horror, it's like I think pretty much almost every premise has been done. Yeah. So it's just about the way you got to execute it. Like uh, Scream, like which we did last week. <laughs> if you pitch that, could be like, okay, yeah, I've seen this before. But the way it's executed, mm. no, you haven't seen it before. The cabin in the woods is another thing. Like, mm. I pitch that to my friends, like to watch it, and they're like, "Yeah, I know what to expect." And then they see the ending, and their minds fucking blown. Mm. Yeah. That is a good thing about horror because there are so many tropes you can really play on that to kind of twist people's expectations. Mm-hmm. Well, All watch right. out for Mullet Pedo. That's original. <laughs> Apparently, they had a budget of two million dollars, and it went primarily on production cost. Apparently, the clowns and the visual effects were created at very little cost, which is quite surprising. Uh. I do have another question here. We can just we can bring it back from the last episode because I feel like we should ask every guest this. We're gonna bring back Dom's question. Uh Shag Marry Kill, Freddy Krueger, Jason, or Michael Myers. Well, I've already had a wank to Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> so Shag Freddy Krueger, fair enough. Man of your dreams. Or marry him if it was that good. Probably marry um won't well, don't marry someone with mummy issues. So <laughs> Jason's gone. Who was the other one? Michael Myers. Uh, he's got family issues as well, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Probably. Sh- I mean, I'd shag them all. I <laughs> fuck it, shag them all. If you do a Halloween edition of the Funny Bunch, that can just be the poster. <laughs> shag know, them all. Idea. <laughs> of course, you could just put the three of them in a human centipede and shag the back one. Then you've done all three at once. One hundred percent. Jesus, yeah, and there he's done it again. Isn't there like five versions of that film now? Three. I've seen the first two. Yeah, I've never seen the third one, but they go for 500 people in a um, prison. Yeah, and there's also a guy who, I think they said this in an interview, they want to try one where they're going to try and connect the entire world and solve world hunger and make the world's biggest centipede. Oh. I want to see that inspiring. movie get made, but I don't know if I want to watch it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the whole world would have to be in it. I've taken some weird extra jobs in my life. I don't think I'd go for that one. <laughs> I, I would. I'm. I'm not. I've been typecast. I'd be in. I'd do that. One hundred percent. Class. Now, what's what's the weirdest thing like you've been in like as an extra or something like that? I was in a crime reconstruction for the Ice Cream Wars. <laughs> About gangland violence in Easter House back in the the 70s and <laughs> i played a character called fat boy oh <laughs> and the ca- what yes and the cameraman kept getting my name mixed up so i was like just just call me fat boy and i'll stay in character it was there was no dialogue or anything it was just i had to run past the camera <laughs> like i was getting chased and i fell on a mattress so that was probably the the weird thing Apart from that, uh, 
Nah, nothing really. It's sure. been all good fun. Script names can be so cruel. I remember seeing a, like, a thing online and it was like, hot girl, hot girl, hot girl, and then just girl. Like that poor cunt. <laughs> Do you know, I got really fit during, I've had times in my life that I've, I've got really fit and see during lockdown, I, I was doing boxing training and I lost a lot of weight and my agent sent me this addition for, what's that, per, it's like the French, the French perfume that's the, no, 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 that's a, that's a hair thing. Uh, it Dior. might have been Calvin Klein. You know, it's like the the perfume bottles, like a sweater. It's like blue and white stripes. Uh, That's it. So the addition was like, we're looking for a muscular man that's well built and we need to have him in his pants and with his top off. And this wasn't my main agent that sent me this. This was like one of the assistants. Now I was feeling amazing and I was like, I felt like I was looking well, but I had to phone her and be like yeah i'm not right i'm not right for that advert like i've lost five stone i'm covered in stretch marks i've got man boobs i've got body dysmorphia i don't really want to take my t-shirt off in front of everybody and like i'll be covering my tits with my hands like, <laughs> they wanted me to like stand on top of a car and stuff and i'm like yeah i'm covered in stretch marks and she was just like all right fair enough so <laughs> I, I never auditioned for it but that was like the weirdest thing i've ever because straight away i was like i'm not i need to take my feet i'm not taking my socks off my feet are fucked <laughs> you go through all sorts of crazy stuff for me no wiki feet entry for you down my feet are fucked weirdest thing i got i got offered this thing recently actually you know you know that show in for a penny off itv i've heard of it yeah so the whole thing was they were wanting people with crazy hairstyles for like a section on it. They were filming in Glasgow. And for the audition tape, they made me wrap my head in a towel, introduce myself like all playful and funny, and then <laughs> reveal my hair like I'm on fucking stars in their eyes or some shit. Wouldn't that fuck up your hair? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, this does not, this doesn't just happen. It's like, this is like half an hour of blow drying and like conditioner. Mullet pedo. <laughs> so did you take your ta the towel off? Yeah. Your hair's not that mad. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's like today I've just let it air dry and do its own thing. But uh, yeah, but it's like it's not mad enough to be like on a show. Like it's just a normal hair. Pretty much, yeah. I don't know why they wanted me for it, but uh, yeah. that could be why they said actually we don't need you anymore. Well, Probably. sometimes that is a lot more. Pardon the pun, poofy. <laughs> yeah, that's when uh, I I can't be fucked like blow drying it. <laughs> yeah, that was probably my weirdest audition. Like, Alan, you ever done any extra stuff? No. Okay, cool. Let's move on then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, we have we have a section on here where we talk about like the best kill in this. Like, uh, what do you reckon would be the best kill from this movie? It's got to be Mooney, I think. Oh, again, uh, cream pie to death is just kind of funny for the joke itself. But not that, see, I have a list of them. Although I did stop recording the ones where they were just killed with ray guns. But, I mean, oh, I think Mooney's is the only one that's genuinely horrific when he pulls the hand out of him and it's covered in blood. Mm -hmm. That is fucking disgusting. What would you say, Darren? Do you know what? It has to be the head getting punched off. after oh, that too. Because it was just the, the, the guy that got his head punched off, his acting was so corny. 
I just found the full scene so cheesy. And the kind of dance that the clown was doing, the boxing stance, Aye. I just found it so funny. Yeah. Uh, what about I, you? I think this is the first one where we're all going to have different ones because I think the cream pie to death thing and then the skeleton just showing up within it is very unsettling. You know, it reminded me of like, uh, any of you seen the 80s uh, remake of The Blob? Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, spoilers for this, but we will cover it, but there's a scene in it that's quite infamous for having like a, I think it's like a 13-year-old kid or something, dissolves in the fucking blob and you see his bloody mangled skeleton and it reminded me of that kind of stuff and I enjoy that kind of 80s horror. Nice. It's kind of stuff that you don't see anymore. Like I think the Melted last... children? Yeah, well, yeah, I think the last kid death that we had in a horror film was uh, it was either Hereditary or uh, Georgie from the new It. Mm. And mm. even then, it's, it doesn't stick with me as much as something like that. Yeah. Uh, hereditary was a pretty grim death for the kid yeah it was very grim but like uh it's not until he there it's it's a different kind of vibe like that's <laughs> that death's supposed to unsettle you whereas like uh in like this or the blob it's like it's unsettling you but it's kind of in a fun fair house kind of way like holy shit look at this fucking thing i don't know how when i watched hereditary i totally missed that like the thing with the heat and then it just showed up in the ground i'm like what the fuck happened and I, I, again waiting for that ADHD test but I, I don't know I was like was she fucking gone mad about and then just yeah. you know, had to rewind up oh, well no need to lose your head over it Alan <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I think that'll more or less uh, wrap us up so how many uh, how many big pumpkins are we giving this out of five boys I'll or... give it three and a half big pumpkins I'm gonna go four. I think mm. it's very unique. It's uh, it knows exactly what it is, and I think like it's not a perfect movie. But the way I describe perfect movies are: is it the best version of what it's trying to be? And, and this is a this is a pretty good version yeah. of it. So and does it have a bunch of people sewn together, Rastamath? Darren doesn't work if you try and force it in, Alan. Ironically, because you're talking about the fucking human centipede. <laughs> but like, I'd give it a four, a four and a half. I'll give yeah. it a four and a half. I watched it during lockdown when I was in a low place and it kind of, I was like, this is why I love movies. The silliness of it and just everything about it. Uh, well, um, I think that'll more or less wrap us up. Uh, Darren, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great having you. We'll definitely, we'll have you back for other horror films if uh, you ever find yourself. I won't be to. back. <laughs> I won't be back. Where can people find you as if you aren't bigger than this podcast? <laughs> I don't want to come back. <laughs> no, no, that was a joke. I've I loved know. this, by the way. I've absolutely loved this. It's been great chat and good fun. If anybody would want to find me, um, I'm just Darren Connell on Facebook. My podcast is Straight White Whale. Uh, my Twitter is Darren Connell 87 So, yeah, you can add me if you want. Yep, and uh, if you are uh, looking for something to do in Glasgow, uh, Darren Connell and the Funny Bunch, which I think is at, it's at Blackfriars now, right? Yes, Blackfriars. Yeah, it's a very fun night. I've been to it a couple of times. Always a good uh, set of comedians on, and uh, Darren is a fucking incredible host, so definitely go check that out. Uh, Alan, where can we find you? Alan J Comedy, um, that's J-A-Y, on instagram tiktok and basically all the things that fucking matter um and in a park somewhere uh, definitely in a park somewhere <laughs> 3 a.m funnily enough i was walking through a park and got pulled up by the police once and i was like yeah i'm not here for dick just leave me alone bye seems to work fine so there you go 
Did uh, you have your pants around your ankles? No, usually. I'm sorry, I'm throat. like just living through a fucking sexual urge here. <laughs> Can we cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> There's a good idea for a video taking straight guys to cruising grounds. Yeah. Like a safari. Like, don't touch, just watch. In fact, I admit, there is a dogging scene in this. No, there's not. There's, um, there's like a place that looks like it's for dogging, but then there's like an ice cream van that comes up to it. And I remember I got taking on a, like, a date to a place with a really nice view, but I thought it was for dogging because I looked at the car next to us and it was just steamy windows and a bunch of flesh moving. I didn't even get to cop a feel. <laughs> That's why I don't go on caravan trips anymore, you know. Like, uh, so, do you know what dogging spot can we find you? Um, in Renfrew, so like all of them are dogging <laughs> spots. So, uh, but you can find me at uh, Dean T Burn. That's B E I R N E. Pretty much everywhere on uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and you can find this at BS Fears Pod and Blood Sweat and Fears Pod on all the social medias. Uh, this has been a great fucking episode, Darren. Once again, thanks so much for coming on, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.